Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast, number 39. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and somewhere in the Illinois countryside, actually, it's not really the countryside, <laughs> countryside. but it's the What's other the co-host, Liverpool Neil. Say hello to Liverpool Neil. Hey, everybody. Good to good to talk to you all again, and uh, wow, it just feels like five minutes since we did the last one, doesn't it? Yeah, it's funny, isn't we're it? Just, funny how that works. Just pumping through these things. Take a quick quick lunch and bathroom break, and we're right back at it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we, are the, we, are, we are the hardest working podcast in show business. Yeah, talking about that, did you hear that uh, Little Richard died? I did, and you know what shocked me is I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> okay well there we go i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not necessarily a huge like little richard fan but i certainly can appreciate what he did but anyway yeah. we're getting off topic sorry off afford, topic already we can't afford to get off topic today yes. because we have a guest we do have a guest and i must give a brief a brief intro in saying that it's we love to talk about all the old bands right i mean that's that's what we spend a lot of time doing but we we are not entirely closed-minded about newer bands and there are some new ones we like and that being said, we also usually are better prepared for show, and we're not really that well prepared today because this was really kind of set up spur of the moment. But that's cool, so we'll give it a give it a shot and see what happens. So we have with us today, we have with us today um, a, a pretty new band that does like uh, is one of Neil's favorite and my favorites uh, in like the Ramones core style, and like one of our favorite newer pop punk bands. We have with us Rookie Rochelle. So hi Rick, hi Rookie, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, you bet, man. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and so, the Neil, way I know you got a, the first question is a doozy, right? I'm gonna let you go ahead and hit him with it. Yeah, the first question is a doozy. So I became aware of you guys, and I don't even know how. Um, about five years ago, maybe with the it's new. Um, first of all, it was an EP, right? And then you did it on the compilation album or something like that. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, started off um it was 12 songs and we put six of them onto a seven inch record um and then later on we put the full 12 uh plus about six others on a complete discography uh cd so yeah i i i don't know how i learned about you guys but i started i downloaded that and listened to it and absolutely loved it it's one of those things tom where um you listen to it you know a lot of that ramones uh style stuff right um you just love it straight away. I mean, it, it like the second the second time yeah, through. The second time along. through, you're already singing along. I mean, that's yeah. how the songs are. They 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 hit really quick and they're fun as hell, and they've got a real good sense of humor. So, um, that was with the new Rochelles. Yep, correct. And then you're in another band called the Young Rochelles, who are basically doing the same thing. So, if you could give us an introduction of. The new Rochelles versus the young Rochelles. What's what's the are deal there? Are we going to need to take notes on this? Do we need to draw some <laughs> yeah, kind gonna of, be a a quiz. of a tree or something? It's going to be a quiz later. <laughs> but, uh, uh, this is actually probably the, the most asked question uh, when, we're, when we're on the road. Uh, way, to go, way to go, Neil. Way uh, to be so, a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no problem at all. But uh, yeah, it all started with the new Rochelles. Uh, that was myself, Rookie, on bass, uh, Ricky on drums, and Ronnie Rochelle was playing guitar and singing lead vocals. Um, Ronnie moved to Florida, unfortunately. We're mm. up here in New York. Um, so Ricky and I decided, you know, we still want to keep playing music and we wanted to keep it in the family. Uh, so at that time, we started the Young Rochelles, uh, where, again, I was on bass. Ricky was playing drums, but also singing lead vocals. And at the time, we had Ray J. Rochelle on guitar, uh, and now we have Rocky Rochelle on guitar. Um, and your drummer, your drummer still sings, though? 
Yep, drummer is still a uh, very rare. Yeah, Ricky does a great job back there. Um, so that's the the big difference. You know, Ronnie moved down to Florida, so we don't get to do as much New Rochelle stuff anymore. Um, but uh, when but he, both fans are sem are both fans are active though. I mean, loosely active. I mean, you're, you both fans are still together. Yep. Um, huh. Whenever Ronnie comes up to New York, we we try to do something together. Um, just uh, you know. At the end of last year, we released a new album, um, which was our version of the Ramones Animal Boy record. Yep. Uh, we recorded that uh, from front to back. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see what happens next with, with the New Rochelles next time uh, Ronnie's able to get back up here. So so let's talk about the Animal Boy album, because I'm actually fascinated by this. So I told you earlier, I'm, I'm in my, my mid-40s, right? So I grew up obsessed with those Clearview... Ramones album oh, covers, course, yeah. Screeching Weasel and the Queers and the Vindictives and uh, Mr. T Experience. Those were the first four, um, specifically those four. Um, even though I did get a bunch of the later ones too, but I mean, obviously, this was inspired by that, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, we all grew up loving the Ramones, and then yep. uh, the next batch of bands that we all got into were those bands that you mentioned: Screeching Weasel, the Queers, yep. Mr. Yep. T Experience. You know, going to Beatnik, Termites, Forest Parasites. Springs, a Parasites, goes on and on. Um, so it was always, you know, something that we, we thought was really cool. Um, unfortunately, the series stopped where it did, so we wanted to pick back up. Um, plus, we... Well, where did, where did it officially stop, though? Because there's been other, like, like John Cougar Concentration Camp did Too Tough to Die, but I don't think that's, like... You know, to use the comic book term, it's not like in canon, right? Or was the was the Boris the la was the end of the century the last official one? Or, or do we, uh, do we even know? I, know? I think uh, the McCrackens also did Too Tough to Die, and that may have been part of the the series. Okay, so um, like, did did Pleasant sure. Dreams and like did the albums in the middle get done? I wonder. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Beatnik Termites did Pleasant Dreams. Okay. Okay. Uh, Subterranean Jungle never got done. Uh, mm. That was supposed to be the Groovy Ghoulies. Oh, ah, okay. that would have been good. That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've said it on other shows. Um, Kepi, if you're listening, we'll back you on it. We'll, we'll do all the instruments. Kepi, you sing it. Let's do Subterranean Jungle. That seems to be Kepi's thing now, isn't it? Kind of teammate. Didn't he just do a band with a uh, album with the copyrights or redo one of his old albums with the copyrights or something? He did. That's right. Yeah, he, he did. did uh, the accelerators before that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so so pardon my ignorance because I don't. I mean, obviously, I know all the original Ramones albums, but tell me about this series of people doing complete covers front to back. What was was that organized, or was it just like a haphazard, or how did that? No, I think it, I think the original ones were kind of organized. It was this label Clearview, and I'm not even sure where they're out of. And then later they changed their name to something else, which eludes me. But there was there was a concerted effort to do these things. And like I said, Screeching Weasel did the first one pretty straight up, you know, sounding a little bit like Screeching Weasel. And then uh, the Vindictives did leave home, and the Vindictives took quite a bit of artistic liberty on theirs, actually. And then the Queers did Rocket to Russia just straight up. And Mr. T Experience, and, you know, it was a little little variation. And then Parasites did It's Alive. And I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I think that they were all on the same label. I think they were at least somewhat organized. Yeah, but. they were. Uh, yeah, Clearview was doing them. Um, it's actually what did, funny. With what did Clearview become? Didn't they become something else? Aren't they still some still around as something else? I can't remember. Uh, anyway. 
I, I believe they're still around is Clearview. Um, when mm. the Young Shells, when we did our first seven inch, uh, Clearview was one of the record labels that uh, put that out for us. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, which was really great getting to getting to work with uh, you know that record label that I grew up listening sure. to. I was so we did uh, that was the Cannibal Island seven inch that we did in 2013 mm. um, on Clearview, and yeah, he's done some repress stuff uh, for like Teenage Bottle Rocket and the Lillingtons since then. Yep, yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. That first, the first Lillingtons album, "Shit Out of Luck," was on that, right? Yeah. So is so is your album uh, the Animal Boy? Uh, thing yeah is, what's is, what's that on uh is, so we released that on hate pizza records okay. uh, <laughs> love it uh, yeah unfortunately clearview wasn't able to do it at the time mm. um so yeah hate pizza records uh it's a friend's record label um we were actually their their first release uh they've done a couple since then it's uh yeah it's it's great stuff and he, he treats us real well you know where that's from tom right Hey pizza? Yeah. I don't. Am I missing something? Rock and roll high school. So it's uh, D, it's, it's Dee Dee's immortal line when they're in the dressing uh, room. <laughs> hey gotcha. pizza, dig in. Oh whatever. <laughs> apparently I mean I've seen that movie several times. I guess that didn't really stick with me. But it's oh, it's funny God. what it. it's funny what's going on with you know, because when when I was coming up, you know, it was like Lookout was obviously the premier pop punk label and had all those great bands but now you know there's all these little little ones that are all doing great stuff you know, like rad girlfriend and mom's basement and hey pizza but it's it's just so uh splintered now you know it's all these little labels it's kind of sort of made it harder to collect these things you know yeah sure and it's funny that you bring up mom's basement uh the younger shells were also on uh the first mom's basement release huh. wow that. you guys are like you guys are like that's your thing huh Oh, like, just, uh, like number one comics, you get the number one, number one release. That's cool. So, so you, uh, yeah, Mom's Basement, great record label. Yeah, you say, so you said you're from New York. Are you like New York City or or like upstate or what? What, what part of New York are you guys from? So we're uh, in Long Beach, uh, which is Long Island. Uh, oh, okay. Nice little beach community, uh, about forty five minutes away from the city. But isn't hmm. there isn't there a town called New Rochelle? Uh, there is, yes. <laughs> oh, I just assumed you guys were from there. That's that was, I guess, my incorrect assumption. Yeah, no, that was just uh, it's just a name. Okay. Just like throwing names against the wall, and that was the one that stuck. I guess so. Yeah. So, um, was, so is that was that your first band, or were you in bands before that? Yeah, we we had all been in bands before that. Uh, but it's funny that you mentioned New Rochelle um, because that's kind of uh, that city's like on the way from New York to like new england mm-hmm. uh every band that would tour as they would be leaving new york or heading towards new york would send me a picture of the the highway sign for new rochelle <laughs> never gets old never there gets you old See, so you want to you want to why don't we stick one of those uh were you gonna play one of the ramones cover songs Neil, or were we gonna play yeah, one of those? Th- yeah that makes sense yeah um you'd wanted to play um my brain is hanging upside down bonsai goes to bitburg right ah cool yeah so well yeah, so Let's we'll uh, so we'll play that. So yeah, this is the New Rochelles with uh, "My Brain Is Hanging Upside Down" Ramones cover. Come on, son, you trash better 
shells my brain is hanging upside down i've actually got that it's funny you know the first ramones thing i ever got was mania yeah you guys know mania it's like a 30 track yeah the yellow yellow cover right yeah and and when i got the reissues later i'm like why did they change the name of the song because it was always called bonzo goes to bitburg right Mm -hmm. find out later it was like johnny super bitter about things (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, I've actually got the seven inch, and the seven inch is actually worth something these days. Actually, the is one, it? One, 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 yeah, the one with Ronald Reagan on the cover. Yeah. Oh, you cheeky collector bastard! <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, I'm very old, but I have a decent collection. So you know. So so, how are you guys dealing with this? Not being, I mean, you guys were a pretty active playing out kind of band, right? I mean, you guys yeah. played pretty regularly. So what are you? How are you dealing with all this craziness that's going on in the world right now? Uh, right now, you know, obviously, all all touring and playing shows and even practicing together has uh come to a stop but um you know ricky he does a lot of our songwriting he's just been writing songs and sending them to us uh before this all uh started or before everything stopped due to covid um we were actually in the the studio uh tracking 27 new songs wow Uh, yeah so it's it's a lot um but we were we were hamming our, our way through that um, and then everything kind of came to a halt. So as soon as we're able to, we're going to get back into the studio, finish that up and, and get it out there for everyone. So, you, so you're working on 27 new songs. So, you, I mean, you're thinking full length and some, some splits or something, or what was the, I mean, obviously right now everything's sort of in limbo, but was that, was there a plan behind that? Or were you just going to try to get a bunch of stuff in the can and see what happens? Yeah. Uh, we, we definitely plan for, uh, I believe it's a, a full length, two EPs and two split seven inches. Wow. So we're hoping that uh, that covers us for, for a little bit. But, and all of a sudden uh, you're like, man, this is going to be the best summer ever. And now you're like, well, I hope we can save fall, huh? Yeah. Well, but, uh, the good thing labels. is – No, sorry, go ahead. I said the, the good thing is that, you know, we're 
Ricky's just like cranking out songs right now. So by the yep. time we finish up these 27 songs, we'll probably be ready to get back into the studio and record another batch. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're gonna, well, either that or like it's just going to be the most amazing collection of songs because you're going to have so many to choose from, right? I mean, if you have like 40 songs and you have to choose your best 15 for your record, it's like, wow. Um, <laughs> but they always, the joke they always make, you know, a band spends 20 years writing their first record and then they have to write their second one in, in two years. And you're going to have that, yeah, you're going to have a real uh, cool selection of songs to choose from. So that's that's cool. Yeah, so, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, but the, the thing is, it's, you know, kind of tough to think about releasing an album right now when you can't get on the road to get out there and yeah. support it yeah that's the pressing true. plants aren't even open i mean it's there's it's literally ground to a halt everything's ground yeah. to a halt well apart, yeah. from our, apart from our friends at pirate press right that we talked to last yes. week they seem yes. to yeah. still be doing their thing yeah yeah Which check republic man cranking out records yeah <laughs> i guess sending them over on the slow boat yep yeah, that's the thing. So, have you, so talking about touring, have you you've toured all over the country, or have you just played mainly East Coast? Uh, with the the younger shells, we've mostly done the uh, the East Coast, the Midwest, and uh, Canada. Um, in the the couple years that we've been doing this, uh, last year we did uh, a tour with Teenage Bottle Rocket, and then we did a tour with Mast Intruder and Direct Hit, uh, mm. with, where they were. Both great trips, you know. It was just a blast hanging out with all those guys. And Definitely, good, yeah. Yeah, just great people. So, um, yeah, uh, mostly that area. Um, unfortunately, you know, I think it's next week or the week after we were supposed to go up to Montreal and play Pusa Fest this mm. year. Uh, yeah. but that's now pushed back till next year. So it looks like well, next they just the, they uh, totally they've totally skipped. They're not trying to do it in the fall or something. They're just getting rid of it, huh? Yeah, they're just going straight to next year. Oh, well, of course, you know, it's bad enough for American bands, this uncertainty, but these bands that have been flying overseas, you know, Neil and I have been crying about the fact that we, both the Subhumans and, and uh, GBH tours have been totally nixed, and I just, I don't know that any foreign band would be willing to commit to anything, right? you know, overseas. I mean, you know, Canada, U.S., eh, it's a little more, you know, a little easier, I think, but yeah, it's it's... Man, it's going to be brutal. It's sad, dude. We've been, you know, we're old codgers. I've been going to shows for over 30 years. Neil's been going to shows for over 40 years. And this is like the longest streak since we were teenagers that we haven't gone to shows. It's, it's, no joke. It's, uh, yeah, it sucks, it's, man. And, I can't imagine much uh, international touring going on until there's a, you know, a full vaccine for it. Uh, just because bands can't risk, you know, having to, cancel a tour halfway through because you know something happened at a, at a show or you know someone's not feeling well and just wants to be precautious yeah but, yeah i was i was gonna see the subhumans uh it, on that tour as well i was yep. a little I was, you know pretty upset about that they always put on a great show yep but uh i was actually thinking today i couldn't remember the last show that i went to before before everything shut down what was the, the what was the last band you guys saw for me, have for you me, gone? To, have you gone to shows this year, Neil? Because it was no. it's amazing. Because January and February are always slow in Michigan because it's so cold. Yeah, mine last, was last last show I saw was actually my local heroes muster plug their Christmas show. Yeah, mine was uh, mine was talking about Mast Intruder. Right? That was the last show I saw. They played in. Oh, uh, that the, was like what November? That was or something. no, that no, was... no. It was it was right before Christmas because they were doing it. They were okay. doing Christmas songs. It was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, they played this small club in the middle of nowhere, that, not in Chicago, in like this weird. Uh, 
rural part, um, one of the suburbs. And uh, it was a great show, though. As normal, the Ma- uh, Mastin Truda put on a great show. But uh, Blue was really sick. He was, like, throwing up on the side of the stage. So <laughs> I felt I felt real bad. But that was the last show. But it was a memorable one. So it was good. Yeah. You threw up. Yeah. You hadn't, hadn't seen people throwing up on stage since you were a kid in <laughs> since, yeah. jolly old England, right? <laughs> yeah, since Kiss or something. So, the, uh. the last time I saw someone throw up on stage, uh, here in New York, uh, they do shows on boats. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go around the Statue of Liberty. Um, we played one uh, last year with the Queers, but uh, a couple years ago, there was like a storm in the, the the boat was just really swaying from side to side. Um, and I was watching uh, Chicks Dig It. It was Chicks Dig It. Mm. And, oh, yeah, good band. And uh, I, Kepi was playing with them, and he played before. Uh, but, yeah, the drummer of Chicks Dig It was just having a hard time holding it together, playing drums on this rocking boat. <laughs> yeah, that sounds was rough. It, so was it a combination of, like, alcohol and seasickness, or was it just, like, seasickness? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm guessing just seasickness, but there was also plenty of alcohol, so. So, so you, what was the last show you saw then, rookie? I I've been trying to figure it out all morning. Um, I was able to make a list of some of the shows that I was going to go to that got canceled, um, but I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't place my finger on uh, what was the what was the last one. You know, I was getting excited to see Sloppy Seconds, but yep. that got postponed. I got, I got tickets for two of their stops on this last tour. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, hopefully soon. Well, do you, Dude, do you... there's a lot. There's a lot of synergy here because so we had BA on. Yeah. BA was kind of like our first, what I would say, our first like guest where I felt like, man, we can really get some cool guests. But I know them pretty well. I've kind of followed them like Grateful Dead style for for a few tours and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and and we're actually gonna have Joe on, I think, next week. Joe Queer. So oh, nice. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that too. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, because. I grew up on that 90s pop punk. Man, I still like the new Screeching Weasel album. I'm loving it. It's taking me back so much. Um, oh, Queers, like I said, Parasites, Boris the Sprinkler. I'm really working hard to get uh, Rev Norbon, Love Boris the Sprinkler, all those bands. But then, like, pop punk lost its way, right? Like, in the early 2000s, when it kind of had that commercial peak with, like, Newfound Glory and, like, that era of stuff. And I, th- and I just kind of totally tuned out but it seems like lately like the last 10 years maybe there's been a, a kind of a new wave of the pop punk bands that have kind of gone back more to the old old way so i find myself being more drawn to it again i would definitely say you guys are are part of that kind of movement but cool. what'd yeah, you grow I, up what'd you grow up on like blink 182 or you <laughs> go mean, back to the old stuff uh i i definitely remember when you know blink 182 and green day got you know got popular and uh, I remember getting uh, Dookie on CD when I was young. Uh, But I mean, I, when I was growing up, my, uh, my dad was always playing the Ramones in the house. Uh, He worked at a a concert venue uh, for a while that the Ramones would always play. Um, And he became kind of friendly with Dee Dee at the time. Which venue was it? Which venue? Uh, The Palladium. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so every, every time the, the Ramones would play there, my, my dad would be, uh, stationed right in front of, uh, Dee Dee's side of the stage. Um, and, uh, you know, he told me about all these other great concerts, but there was always music playing in the house. And you know, the two bands that I kind of held on to the most, um, that my dad showed me were the, the Ramones and the Beach Boys. Oh yeah. My mom was a big Beach Boys fan. Definitely. 
Um, I, 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 I sounds like you're shredding some paper over there or something. Rookie, are you are you doing some paper shredding in the background? <laughs> oh no, I, I don't know. What that no. is. Maybe it's you, Tom. Maybe it's you. It's probably your. It's probably Neil's cat scratching at his balls, like it <laughs> tends to do. No, I went to the vet this morning. My cat's passed out right now. She's uh, she she was traumatized. Um, tell you what, why don't we stick another? Why don't we? Yeah, yeah stick let's play song another song. What what would you like to hear? Would you like to hear no new Rochelles or young Rochelles rookie? What 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 would you like? Give us give us a, give us a song. Let's uh, let's get into the young Rochelles. Let's uh, play "Stay at Home Man." Okay, "Stay at Home Man" Seems by the appropriate. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely right now, right? Yep. So "Stay at Home Man" by the Young Rochelles. I'll wash the dishes and make the bed. Young Rochelle's with "Stay at Home Man," good song. So I have I have to ask: When you guys play with Mast Intruder, when you guys are hanging out with them, do they stay in? Do they stay in? Uh, do they stay in character the whole time, or are they are they are they normal outside of the mask? Oh, uh, it's not a character. That's just who they are. <laughs> but do they take their masks off to drink beer backstage? No. Shut up! Shut up! Come on. That seems super sweaty and stinky. Uh. They didn't smell too bad, but when we toured together, it was fall, so uh, you can only imagine how bad the summer would have been. Well, especially after that show I saw when he was throwing up inside his mask. That can't have been too good, but uh, I have to give him a ton of props for that night because most bands would probably have canceled because he was sick as a dog. So, uh, yeah, I gave him a ton of props for carrying on with the show and still putting on a great show, you know. Definitely. They put on such a great show always. Yeah, they do. Um, actually, I saw them at Fest as well, so I saw them twice within a couple months. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It's good. Do you Have you ever played Fest or been down for Fest? Uh, the Younger Shells haven't, uh, but one of my other bands, Sketchy, uh, has played Fest. Um, I, I think we played two years ago okay. and maybe uh, – uh, maybe two and four years ago, I think it, it was now. But okay, so you were in, you were in sketchy. Do you, man? I, that sounds really familiar to me. Do you know? Do you know like the Lippies? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. okay. So Cole's a buddy of mine. We, I'm in the Grand Rapids area, so I know them really well. Cole's actually been on, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh, Cole's been on this show, but I remember him mentioning sketchy. Okay, so you, man, it is such a small punk world. I got to tell you. 
I think right before I joined Sketchy, uh, they did a tour together, if I remember correctly. I could be. I just remember him. I remember him mentioning them. I don't really know Sketchy, but I like the I like the name Sketchy. Cool. Like the, like our like our podcast, Neil. It's kind of- <laughs> Sketchy. What do you mean? Very, very, very DIY. Just dive in and go. Right. Don't pretty... don't rehearse too much. Just go. Yeah, that's why it's just it's just like people sitting around at a bar drinking, right, and shooting the exactly. shit with each other. Yeah. Except for it's like noon, and I can't. Hey, man, I just I'm not day drinking. I, had, actually, a, I had enough. Yeah, I had enough last over, night. So I'm drinking yeah. ice water. So I had enough last night, so I don't need to be even thinking about that today. So far, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So so what do you, what what uh, are you able to work right now, dude? Are you are you working? Or are you uh, are you one of the many uh, unemployed masses at the moment? Uh, I'm lucky. I am still working. Uh, is that uh, really lucky? That's <laughs> no, it say, is. Uh, it is. It yeah. has um, a lot more work um, working from home right now. Yeah. Um, I'm a teacher, so oh, okay. Uh, trying so your so to, touring to, is mostly summertime, then I assume. Yeah, I mean, and we get you know all the long weekends and spring breaks, and sure. I have a bunch of you know sick and personal days I could use when I need them. So sure. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm always I'm always shocked how many punk rockers are teachers, and I think that's a good thing. I'm not I'm not, uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's surprising. But that that's that's cool though. Got that got that union protection. Yeah. In case you get too ups- just in case they <laughs> get too upset about you know some of your some of your songs <laughs> or whatnot. So it's uh, funny. So you, so you yeah. Well, and it's it's funny because there is such a you know you t- you talk about playing with the queers and so many people like. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I see such a the cancel culture has really kind of made some of the great old uh, pop punk bands kind of fall out of fashion. I think, and uh, I, I man, I still I still love that stuff. I uh, I don't really want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I don't really want to be politically correct either. So I sort of walk that walk that fine line myself. So, but yeah, you guys don't you guys don't get too nasty, right? No mentors covers or anything. <laughs> no, we haven't broken into that yet. But uh, no, we we keep it clean. We you know. Uh, we actually we get a lot of messages from um you know punk dads who are like i put your record on and now my five-year-old you know keeps telling me to put it on it's the only record he wants to listen to um so it seems like the the young kids really like our stuff as well well the songs songs are super catchy the super catchy and the super fun so you know it's all good it's all good stuff that is cool though, because I've noticed now I've been I've been home a lot more. I've been I've been I've I haven't been working entirely from home, but I've been home a lot more, and my wife's not working at all at the moment. So we're all stuck at home, and it has come to my attention that I could use more like clean records to listen <laughs> to, like when the kids are when the kids are home and my wife's home and stuff. Because I uh, I have a pretty big record collection, but only a fraction of it that like my wife and kids don't yell at me for listening to, and my wife doesn't give me the side eye for. Right. You know, she's really not that big of a fear fan. I was surprised. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I married for love. I should have married for punk cred. Hey, I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna but, go. On, I'm gonna go on a tangent here. So, do you guys? You guys know the song, right? So, so plan pour moi by Plastic Bertrand. You guys I know that no song? What you're ta- I have no idea what you're talking about, Neil. Oh, okay. I guess no, I don't I'm, know. I, guess I mean, maybe, maybe I do, but it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. You know what? In that case, never mind. Because All right. the, nice. Nice seg there, dude. Well, I, what are we doing? I thought How everybody. Do you go, where do you go from there? I thought everybody knew that song, Sublime Pour Moi. And, it's, it's and like, maybe, maybe he, I do. He was like the French punk rocker from '77, and he had that stupid. It's on like every compilation, every like '77 compilation. It's a real stupid song, but anyway, it was based on another song called Jet Boy, Jet Girl. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but not the not the New York Dolls song. Uh, completely different the song, Kron, just with the same the Kron, same the title. Kron generation song, right or no? Well, Kron, Kron Gen have a song called Jet Boy Jet Girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, they do cover it. Actually, that is that is true. Uh, but anyway, the original version, I, w- I just heard it for the first time yesterday by Elton Motello, and the lyrics are completely filthy, and they took me by complete surprise. I was even shocked, which doesn't happen very often. So, mm. sorry about that segue. It doesn't mean anything to anybody. But uh, was one that of the- just playing it on a, like a TV show or something? I found some wacky, um, some wacky punk compilation I'd never seen before, and I knew Plastic Bertrand had another name, Elton Motello, and it was like, oh, you know, I'll listen to the, I'll listen to the original of this song and see what it's like. It's called Jet Boy, Jet Girl. It doesn't. How bad could it be? And it's, it's complete. <laughs> it's very dirty, and uh, I was completely taken by surprise. So sorry, I completely segued the show there, took it in a strange mm-hmm. direction, but. When we do our when we do our 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 dirty show, is that going to have to be included, or is it? Yes, I think it will. It's it's horribly politically incorrect too, which mm. I guess was a well, sign of that. I guess you could get away with that in seventy seven, right? I guess, especially, well, it's funny. especially if you were French. The English, English <laughs> standards are always different too. You know, BBC and that radio. You know, like like uh, like those early Buzzcock singles, like oh shit, they used to play that on the radio. They still like you know, censor that out of like rock and roll radio here, they wouldn't, would never play that, you know? So it's always, the foreign standards were definitely a little different, I think, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, that all blew apart and yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Sex Pistols got in all that trouble for the Bill Grundy show for swearing on TV. So it mm. wasn't, it wasn't allowed then, you know, and, uh, you know, they'll play Oh Shit Now or something, but they, they wouldn't play it back then. They'd play the A-side. What do I get? But I think the Buzzcocks actually had a hard time getting that pressed because of, because of the B-side. Well, just the name of the freaking band. I mean, now we just it just rolls off the tongue. But yeah, if you don't think about it too much, right? Buzzcocks. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm sorry. A, I'm sorry, a, man. We're doing a, an interview completely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I have a Coxbar T-shirt I like to wear, and I, I get a lot of side eye on that. People look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Hmm, that's weird. I'm like, <laughs> just shut up. Just shut up. So, all right, let, we yeah we we need to get back on track here. We we are sorry notorious notorious tangent goers. No, that's all right. He loves hearing about all your old-timey stories, Neil. Yeah. Well, now you can go Let's look get, it up. He, listen, I, he, listen. the guy's stuck at home. What does he else he got to do on a Saturday afternoon, right? I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm going to give you some homework. I'm going to give you some homework. So everybody out there, Elton Motello, Jet Boy, Jet Girl, and uh, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> so. I didn't do homework in high school. I'm sure I'm not going to do it now. I think all you right. might enjoy this one. Don't, right. don't play it in front of the wife. All right. Let's play another Why song. Play, yeah, let's play a clean song. By either the Young Rochelles or the New Rochelles, and then we'll try to get back on track. Yep, whatever I'm, that means. I'm actually going to play. I'm, I'm actually going to call an audible here. I'm going to play New okay. Rochelles. Tina's got a toothache. Is that okay? Mm. Is that okay with you, Ricky? Good one. Yeah, sounds yep. good. Cool. Okay, Tina's got a toothache.
There you go. Tina's got a toothache. The New Rochelles. Absolutely love that song. And I tell you what, if you're not tapping your foot and uh, shaking your head to that one, I don't know. You must be dead because fantastic song. <laughs> Thanks. I was uh, I was kind of was hoping that that would uh, take off in dentist's office across the the nation, but <laughs> haven't heard it yet. Yeah. If they did, it'd probably be like a horrible Muzak version of it. Yeah. Well, they could do that too. So, hey man, tell me, what exactly is a skunk ape? So the skunk ape is uh, essentially a regional version of the Bigfoot. Mm. Um, like Bigfoot or uh, the Sasquatch, uh, the skunk ape is that uh, basically of the, the Florida Keys, uh, the, the Everglades. Mm. Um so yeah, only found in in that area of the world, and uh, immortalized in immortalized in song by you guys. Yeah, two, two songs actually, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, one each band. Yeah. Oh no, kidding! <laughs> great, great stuff. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the original in a, in a little bit because again, that's another song I absolutely love. But so, but why that? I mean, you guys are up in New York. How did you even hear about that? Uh. Ronnie, before he moved to Florida, had been in Florida before, uh, and it had crossed his radar, and uh, maybe he had a a chance encounter with the skunk ape, Um, (laughs) but uh, the song song just came out naturally. Well, there you go. Hmm. Cappy Gooley had a song. Didn't didn't the Groovy Ghoulies have a song about uh, Big... Yeah, they did, Running With Bigfoot, right? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, huh, interesting. I mean, we, up here in Michigan, we have something called the Dog Man, like the Legend of the yeah. Dog Man. Sure. What the, I don't know. what the hell's that? Tell me about the Dog Man. What does that even mean? I, listen, what, what do I know? It's just some, some local legend. You know, I think Bigfoot is like more like to the north or something. I don't know. Is it Big Bigfoot like a northwestern thing? I think so, I yeah. Think, uh, Pacific huh. West, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Pacific Northwest, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I sometimes watch that. Used to watch a show with like uh, the Bigfoot Hunter show. That was fun. Well, they yeah. never actually find anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's I know it's amazing, right? But they also <laughs> yeah. the, the faith these people have, right? Yeah. And we still watch every episode for some reason. Like yeah, they actually exactly. get to find anything, you know. But anyway. Yeah. So, um, you guys put out uh, the Young Rochelles that is put out a full length a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, about two years ago now on uh, Sounds Rad Records, and uh, yeah, we're. Really nope. happy where that came out, and uh, yeah, as I said, you know, we we've been re- we were recording to come up with uh, the second album, but uh, gonna have to wait a tiny bit longer now. Hopefully, a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds rad. Now that is, and now I know they're doing all the Mr. T Experience stuff. Is that like yep. Dr. Frank's label, or is it just? Is he just? No. This... Uh, the the label is actually, if you remember insubordination records oh yeah, yeah, yeah um it's uh chris from insubordination records um okay. his new label um and yeah he does all the the mr t experience and dr frank stuff now Mopes, he did uh, the mopes mopes, yeah, he reissue. Did the mopes he did our stuff i think he did something for even in blackouts um, okay oh yeah yeah so yeah it's, it's a great record i mean we're in great company there um with <laughs> these iconic bands <laughs> and, uh, you know, Insubordination Records was such a great thing. And Insubfest, you know, we used to get Yeah, to I was play- going to say, is it the same guy who used to do the, the Insubordination Festival? Yep, down in Baltimore. Oh. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Is that where he's out of still? Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. 
So yeah, that is a good label. You guys are one of the few like non what I call uh, like non heritage bands on there, huh? Yeah, um, <laughs> trying to trying to keep things fresh. Uh, yeah, there you go. You know, it's it's nice. Well, I it's, mean, it's good company, obviously. Yeah, I mean, those Mr. T Experience records are just so good. But uh, every once in a while, if you need something new, you can put on a Younger Shells record. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you know, I'd love to, you know, speaking of the Mr. T experience, which I'm sure is what you want to talk about more than anything, right? It's just it's just funny because they're putting out these double LP compilations. And the new one, I think, is called, oh, I can't remember, but it's like a best of kind of thing. Yeah. And then they did a double double LP version of called Shards where it was kind of like B-sides and EP tracks and stuff. And they're both fantastic, but all I can think is all the songs that I love that didn't make it because they just had too many too many songs to fit on even four LPs. They really need to reissue the individual albums, but I don't know. I don't know where they're at with that. I don't know. All the lookout stuff seems to be in a weird a weird sort of limbo at the moment. So I don't I don't know what the deal is with that, but anyway, it's all cool. But yeah, that, that's 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 cool. A bunch of stuff and I wouldn't be surprised if we get some more um uh, whether it's you know for more of these compilation like albums yep. or as you said you know just reissues of the, of the classic albums but uh, whatever it is is it's great and you know Dr. Frank's still putting on a great show um, and we did a couple shows with the Mr. T experience when they came out to the the East Coast and mm. that was just uh, a ton of fun but uh, yeah I mean it's it's hard to beat the Mr. T experience yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, I was say, go ahead, Neil. No, I was gonna say. Um, I tried to. I tried to get the album because it came out on white vinyl. It was like a hundred limited on white or something like that, right? And it's uh, that one's really hard to find. You can't even find it on Discogs, which mm. is which is unfortunate. You have to go for basic. You have to go for basic black. Basic huh? black. Yeah. So it looked like you pressed five hundred. Is that right? Yep. Correct. Okay. So so, and so there are about a hundred of those. Uh, I don't know. It was, smoke colored or gray swirl or mm-hmm. whatever you call it those those did look really good uh but uh yeah they went really quick and uh we still have a couple of copies of the the black lps left um those look great as well mm-hmm. so uh <laughs> same songs on both now did the um did the ramones uh album uh the, the cover album was, was that on colored vinyl and stuff too yeah uh, that was, what did they call that? Maybe like a cream. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, a couple cream copies and then the rest of those were black. Now, which, uh, lab- which label was that on again? Oh, it was, uh, pizza, hey, right? Pizza. Hey pizza. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, we're pretty much out of, uh, of animal boy. We're down to our last couple copies of the black vinyl now. Um, so I'm starting to, to look into, uh, what to do for a second press so maybe a maybe a new color uh we have a bonus track um that we're we'll release with that but i don't want to uh, let anything out of the bag too early here it's it's shocking to me how much those ramones cover albums resonate with people so i i write i write for punk news and new noise and a couple other i do i do a lot of writing record reviewing that kind of thing and i did some writing about those reissues and the amount of comments and i mean the, the that series and and the and i don't i didn't review your record for punk news but same thing with uh, your new record it really resonated man those records people love that stuff i i, I mean i do too i i, I don't know what the, i don't know it's just a crazy appeal right just the ramones 
or just so timeless or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, those, those albums are, are so good. You know, yeah. the, the Ramones, they're the best band. And oh, yeah. they, they have a place in everyone's heart. And, you know, if you get to hear one of your favorite albums done in a modern style by, you know, one of your new favorite bands, I mean, what's not to love about that? Um, so that was kind of like our idea when we did Animal Boy was like, you know, that was done in the mid 80s. We wanted to make it sound modern. Um, and we also wanted to make it sound like us while, you know, maintaining what the Ramones did. Um, so, you know, we had a, a couple goals with that. But I think that all those things put together is what makes the, the series so, you know, monumental for, for people. It's also another way, like if you, you know, I'm sure people learned about maybe the Vindictives or Boris the Sprinkler by, you know, seeing that they covered a Ramones album, you know, back then. But yeah, it could be. Well, so um, what, when when you do that, do you have to get permission from the, I guess the copyright holders or whatever of all that music? I mean, I don't know who owns all that now. Is it is it Johnny Ramones' ex-wife? Or, I mean, wife or something like that. I mean, do you have to get permission yeah. to do that, or can you just go ahead and do it? Um, you have to get it cleared to, to sell copies of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the Ramones estate is, uh, a little bit weird. As you said, you know, Johnny's wife, Linda owns, uh, a Joey's, majority Joey's share. Brother. Um, yeah, Joey's brother owns, uh, another share of it, but it seems like, uh, Linda, um, owns a lot of, uh, mm. a lot of that. And, um, you know, it's interesting, um, just who has what, you know, and you have, you know, CJ going out and doing his shows and Marky's playing his shows. Richie's doing his thing. So it's interesting. No, Richie, play, Richie was on Animal Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Animal yeah. Boy was a Richie album. Um, it's funny, you know, talking about that Ramones album again. It's funny. You said you wanted to make it sound modern. But the thing I actually appreciate about your version of it the production on those later Ramones albums, I always thought was so lacking. And I still love those records. Don't get me wrong. Even, you know, other than the covers album, I'll defend any one of them. And even the covers album is better than a lot of the crap. But um, <laughs> it had a, such a clunky production. I think you guys actually did it more in the spirit of the early albums. At least that's yeah. the impression the impression I got. And it's almost sonically, I mean, it, it, I like you guys and all, but I mean, obviously Joey's singing voice in the early days was so perfect. But other than that, musically, I actually like the way you guys sound better than the original record. It's got more of that spirit, I think of the original records. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the goal. Um, you know, what you said about the, the production on the original album is how exactly how we felt about it as well. Um, so we definitely went into the studio with that in mind. I don't know why they did that towards the end. I, I don't. I, those. Eh, I don't know because they kind of got over it. Like the very last record didn't sound like that. The Adios Amigos record didn't really sound like that. I didn't think. But Animal Boy. Uh, what are those three or four in a row? Road to Ru not Road to Ruin. What are the Brain Drain? Brain Drain and the one before that. Uh, but they all kind of had that kind of clunky metal. Yeah, production. Well, or something. I think it's just the way that that they were doing production back then, right? In a lot of the studios, I, they were just doing, they were just doing that. You know, yeah, it was weird. Oh, but I have to say, um, young young Rochelle's new Rochelle's. What's the drummer's name again? I'm sorry, it's not Ronnie. It's uh, uh, Ricky. Yeah, I tell you what. Of any of those Ramones called bands, he's got that Tommy sound down. 
and that's probably why you mm-hmm. like that. That's something that probably resonated with you, Tom. On on that is uh, he's he really has got that drum sound down. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's something I really well, that, like. Flat, it's funny. Flat. I was I was Spotifying the other day, which I don't, which I've been doing at work quite a bit lately, and uh, and one of the I don't remember. I think it was one of the Riverdale songs came on, mm-hmm. and the Riverdales were always very good at really trying to. I mean, they were you know, pretty much a straight up kind of Ramones. They had like a very rigid set of rules that they wrote songs within. And I'm listening to the snare and the drums and it was like, Oh, this is so, it was so perfect. You know, they just, just nailed it. And those marquee beats towards the end, just kind of, it just didn't have the same magic. And I don't know. Like I, said, I think it's more production than anything else, but. Well, oh, I think, well. I, well, I think he was a much more te- technical drummer than Tommy as well. Tommy kept it very basic. Right. And uh, I think that's, one of, guess, that's one of the beautiful worked, things. Oh know? yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. I mean, it completely worked with, with those songs. Well, and Ricky being the singer and the drummer, <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, you, you play bass and, and I'm sure you do some backing vocals, right? Yep. And, and it's like when you're, you know, cause I, I play guitar and sang, you know, when I was a younger man and it's like, you have to play a certain pattern to really be able to get the vocals. It takes a really talented individual to sing like off what they're, what they're doing musically. Right. You know, that's one thing like, you know, I'm not a huge no effects fan anymore, but back in the early days I was always amazed like what Mike was able to play and sing at the same time because it always seemed kind of off kilter as opposed to like a real easy, you know, four, four kind of, kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's singing drummers are pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's pretty cool. I got, I got to, if you guys next time you make it up to the Midwest, I definitely have to make sure I yeah, get in my car and drive down to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that but far. Come on. It's funny. Like Rocky and I will be up front, you know, when we're playing live and sometimes we just have to kind of turn our heads behind and in, in amazement at you know how great he is and just you know playing those beats and and singing the way he does it's i mean i've been in a band with him for for years now and i will never stop being amazed at what he's able to do back there Hmm. you look back there and you're like man this guy's like a young phil collins back there (laughs) (laughs) well not so much you know um toxic reasons the the drummer used to sing some of the songs too Uh, that that always amazed me with really toxic reasons yeah well it always amazes me when you get a band where the drummer, you know, because some of these, and, and this happens pretty regularly, you got one guy who sings the main, and the Ramones actually did this, because CJ sang a lot of songs, and Didi, well, Didi only very rarely sang, but CJ used to sing quite a few songs at the mm-hmm. end. Um, so you got the lead singer just sort of up there, like, just sort of, like, Hanging tapping out. his hand on his hip while somebody else <laughs> sings. I always find that to be strange. Dropkick Murphy's always used to do that, too, before Ken just sort of put his bass down and became co-lead singer. Those those Ramones videos of like um, when they're playing something that Dee Dee or or CJ singing like if they're doing like Warthog or even yeah. if they're playing like Durango '95 and you just see Joey up there swinging his mic stand around <laughs> yeah it's a little awkward but it's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah I'm trying to think I, man I don't I don't think I ever had to be in that situation but yeah that no that's that's fun all right let's stick another let's stick another song in Neil okay what would you like to hear Ricky give us a give us give us one of your songs. Uh, let's uh, play the Younger Shells. Uh, I never saw the Ramones. Perfect. All right, ah, there you go. I never sad. saw the Ramones. Younger Shells.
straight into the point. So I'm assuming that's true then, that you never did see the Ramones. Yeah, unfortunately, none of us got to see the Ramones. Um, you know, we've we've seen individual Ramones. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, we've played a, a ton of shows with, with CJ. He used to live not far from us before mm, he moved ah. out to the West Coast. We've played a, a bunch of shows with Richie. You know, we see Marky around every once in a while in the city. Um, but yeah, never, never got to see them. We were, we were too young by the time that they were wrapping things up. So, you know, CJ and Richie a little bit then. Yeah. I mean, from, from CJ is the best, right? I mean, he's a good dude. CJ is such a great dude. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, last summer I was on tour in Europe. Uh, I was filling in, uh, playing bass for a band called Flamingo Nosebleed from Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them real well. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were touring Europe, um, and we were playing in Berlin. So we went to the Ramones Museum. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're hanging out in the Ramones Museum, and I turn around, and CJ walks right in. We oh, no kidding. CJ was filling in for Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Uh, oh, bass. Oh, the same night that we were playing in Berlin, so we all happened to to be at the mm. Ramones Museum. So oh, that's I, funny. Say, I have the best experience ever, where I'm at the Ramones Museum and a Ramon wa- walks in. You know, <laughs> is he like showing you things? He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember this. This is for this." Is he like giving you a personal tour? Yeah, we were talking. I mean, we were talking about you know his items that were there. He brought a bunch of new items to to g- donate to the museum, and it was really cool. Um, his wife was with him. And she had never been to the the Ramones Museum before. Mm. She was, you know, giving her a nice tour of everything. And, you know, we were all hanging out. It was was just a, I couldn't have asked for a a better experience. She's she's like Yoko Ono, right? And she's like, I never heard of the Beatles before I (laughs) met John. (laughs) I never heard of the Ramones before I met CJ. So so do you know Richie at all then or what? What kind of guy is Richie or do you not really know him personally? Richie is a really nice guy. Um, It's so fun playing shows with him. Richie, I mean, all these guys are, I mean, after, like, it's amazing seeing, like, when we play a show with them, and then they get off stage, and within, like, two minutes, they're out in front signing autographs for everyone, telling mm. old Ramon stories and stuff like that. Um, so I remember the first time I met Richie, you know, I have, you know, Animal Boy being what it is to me, I'm asking him questions about the, the cover art, the cover mm. photo. And he's telling me all these stories about how that uh, how that photo happened, and um, how he wasn't supposed to be holding the the chimp in the in the picture. <laughs> so I think the the story maybe was uh, Dee Dee was going to hold it, but he was completely afraid of the chimp. I thought he, you were saying completely stoned. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't help uh, then they gave it to Johnny, and I think uh, I think the chimp pissed on Johnny. <laughs> oh no! Johnny had it killed after that. <laughs> Have the chimp killed? And I could picture Joey wanting nothing to do with this chimp. <laughs> yeah. Richie had to step up and and hold this thing for a quick photo. It's like but, the new guy. Give them, give yeah. it to the new guy. But uh, you know, getting to to meet Richie and him, you know, he's so happy to tell these stories and loves you know when people have questions or bring out like old Ramones memorabilia from his time in the band for him to sign. And, you know, him and, and CJ, they'll, they'll take all the time in the world to, to talk to you about whatever you want. You know, they understand how important the Ramones are and, you know, what that, it means to everyone. So awesome. it's really cool. 
that that is great because Neil and I have both seen Richie, and neither of us are are exactly in love with his show. But I was glad to see him, and I enjoyed seeing him, even though I, I like I said, it's not necessarily my favorite show. I, and I don't even really mind his his albums that he's put out since then. But it's just, but anyway, that's cool. I'm glad to know that about him. We both kind of think Marky's a dick, but neither of us know him personally. <laughs> but Marky's biography that came out recently, I, I it's called Marky's my. Was it punk rock blitzkrieg? My wife was Ramon or something. He definitely spends a lot of time pissing on dead people who are un- unable to defend themselves. So I'm sort of gotten bitter on Marky, even though he's sort of the most legitimate one who's left, obviously. But oh well. Yeah. In all my experiences with him, a few and far between, but he's always been a, a nice guy. But you know, I've heard people share their stories, but my stories are, are all positive uh, with Marky. So. Uh, we'll get yeah. we'll get the we'll get the real story after we push stop on the recording. <laughs> so how 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 was the Ramones how, how was the Ramones Museum? Is it good? Is it worth is it worth a visit? Oh, definitely. I mean, I I think it's it's worth the plane ticket to just fly to Berlin and and just see that. Wow. Uh, but I I mean, for that's how much it meant to me. Hmm. Um, the the guys put together such an amazing collection. And it's it's so well curated, you feel like uh, you feel like the Ramones are there as you're walking around the the numerous rooms. It's uh, like a bar or something, right? I mean, it's not really a traditional museum, or is it? Is it? It, it in the back, it's a, you know a couple rooms of like a, a museum, but up front, yeah, you could get a beer, you could get coffee. Uh, hmm. They have you know food and stuff. They have a little spot where they do acoustic shows up front. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really cool, but yeah, walking around and, you know, back there in the museum and you're seeing things, it's like, I've, I've only seen this in photos and now it's here in front of me or I've Hmm. seen in in videos. Um, what kind of stuff are we talking? I mean, from Johnny's, you know, ripped up Levi's and, you know, the shoes from the first album. Huh. uh, Wow. Um, wow, how did he get all this crap? That's crazy. It's like he went yeah. to their mom's house or something. <laughs> I know. Um, and yeah, CJ always brings them new stuff, which is is super cool. Huh. Uh, and he's always, you know, looking for more stuff as it goes up for for auction online. Um, but uh, I, I, it's just amazing. And some of the promo items that like the Ramones made, and you're like, I didn't even know that some of this stuff existed. Sure. Uh, and it's just, it's all there in front of you. And then there's even a whole room dedicated to rock and roll high school, um, where it's playing 24 <laughs> seven. They have all the, they have the movie posters in like five different languages and a bunch of stuff from that. And there's a, a little couch in that room where you could just sit down and watch rock and roll high school for a little bit. Huh? Well, Neil, which if you, you if if you haven't watched it recently, you should watch Rock and Roll High School again because I I hadn't seen it for probably about a decade and I watched it like last month and it is so good. It is so fun, and it is just so good. It is. And, it is fun. And I really it could never be made again today. And I really enjoyed in the the live scenes if you if you just check the crowd because you can see um you know there's a, there's a lot of faces there like Rodney Bingenheimer you can see in the crowd and you can see Darby Crash he's up front. 
at, at, at that concert and i think uh yeah, yeah there's a there's a couple of faces i like it when they drive up in the car and they're like playing and marky's yeah, the... just awkwardly like air drumming and yeah in the caddy yeah pantomiming along <laughs> yeah it's amazing it's a great, oh, great film. good stuff yep. thank god cheap trick didn't take that gig that's right it was supposed to be cheap trick wasn't it that's right yes yeah and they're going to call it Disco High or something, weren't they, originally? I don't know. Something like that? Yeah. Oh. Crazy stuff. All right. Let's play another, another song? song. Yeah, let's play another yes. song. So one of the ones you picked was a band called The Isotopes. What's the What's the deal with that? Sure. Uh, so The Isotopes are from uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, over the past couple of years, uh, I've been filling in and playing guitar for them on some tours and stuff. Um, you know, kind of as needed and just always stayed in touch. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that Evan, the lead singer, whenever he needs a guitar player, he reaches out to me and we make things happen. Uh, but they just released a new song. Um, and I think it's great. The thing about the isotopes, it's, uh, the, the world's greatest punk rock baseball band. Every song is about baseball. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about baseball, but I'm dying right now knowing <laughs> that it's baseball season and I can't watch. But yesterday I got a little, uh, got into the Korean baseball league that's mm-hmm. on TV. Um, so um, I'm touching uh, or learning some Korean so I could watch baseball now. Uh, but the, this song's great. Um, yeah, check it yeah. out. Okay, what's the, what's this song called? Uh, it's called The Invisible Hand of the MLB is Meddling. <laughs> okay. okay, there you go. <laughs> With the isotopes, here we go. It might just be the reefer talking. It might just be Canadian indoctrination. Sweeping across the nation. There you go. 
Isotopes, the invisible hand of the MLB is meddling. Okay, what is so, what is what is that about? <laughs> it's about the invisible hand of MLB. Well, yeah. What are they? Is it some kind of no good? What what what's going on there? Uh, uh, well, it seems like there might be a little bit of shadiness happening behind the scenes. Uh, but you know, everyone has their own opinions on the the different scandals that have happened in the sport over the the past uh, couple of years or two with. Uh, you know, World Series champions and and things like that, and different cheating scandals. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, it, it's funny because I I did grow up a huge baseball fan, and but the Tigers are so bad right now. I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. They're so <laughs> bad that it's like, well, they're gonna miss a year. This is the year to miss because they're freaking horrible and they have no real hot prospects coming up, and their superstars are you know aging and you know getting paid twenty five million dollars a year to hit. 250 and no home runs so but yeah I, I do i do miss going to the the games and you know taking my dad or even my grandpa or whatever and it's just the history of it and the kind of ability to bring generations together i, I do miss baseball so yeah that's a great ballpark too uh, yeah right there. america's great um, yeah we on one of the isotopes tours we had a night show and the the tigers were playing a day game so we got to catch the game before our show uh i think we paid like five dollars each and <laughs> like the third row but uh there you go there, there weren't many people there but it was an awesome experience um and then we played uh, i can't remember the name of the venue but like across the street was where the old stadium used to be oh uh, so it's in corktown is either corktown tavern or um uh, yeah yeah i know the neighborhood real well yeah you could yeah. i remember going over to the old stadium because the field itself is still there exactly and it's fun, right? Like I, I remember like throwing pitches from the pitchers. And if you go out to the outfield, there's still like the, the warning track and it's yep. gravel. Like there's still yep. part of the old gravel warning track. Yeah. So there's two bars there. One's called Corktown Tavern. The other one's called PJ's Lager House. Is that the one? Uh, I think we maybe we played Corktown. That sounds, yeah, sounds right. Familiar. Was it? Did you play upstairs? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I know how it is. You go to all these different cities, but yeah, it's a great old. There's a couple I, of bars there that had great. Used to have great punk shows. And I don't know if either of them do anymore. Um, down the block the other way was an amazing barbecue restaurant. Oh, yeah, Slows. That's the one, yep. I can't believe a touring band could afford to eat there, but yeah, it's a great place. <laughs> we went all out. and you got to uh, wait like an hour just to get a table. Yeah, this isn't the, the most PG story, but I'll share it anyway. This isn't the most. This isn't the, the most, most PG, PG show. show so I think you're fine. <laughs> so, you know how it is, or you know, when you're on tour, you don't get to eat like rich food like that all the time, yeah. or hardly ever. You know, sometimes you, you know, back then we were lucky if you, you had one meal a day. But, it was like the value value menu off McDonald's. Exactly. So we, I hadn't had real food in about two weeks, <sighs> and I had slows, and it was amazing. Yep. But my body was not ready for that type of nerve. <laughs> and, uh, if Corktown Tavern, if that was the place that I'm thinking of, um, that was not the place that you wanted to have to use the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, I, have, I have not been to a venue in Detroit where I ever found a place where I wanted to use the bathroom. But that's yeah. right. <laughs> but I didn't have a choice. Yeah, uh, I had to use this bathroom numerous times. I don't. I don't think there was even a lock on the door. I was just talking to the locals as uh, you know, I'm taking care of business there. But anyway, we have to cross the border into Canada that sure. night. Um, it's right. It, for Neil, if you don't know geography, Windsor, Canada is literally across the river from Detroit. I mean, you could swim it. Hmm. Interesting. 
So we have to cross the border and the isotopes, you know, they're from Canada. So they're going back to their home country. I'm the only American in the van. Um, so when we get to the border, border patrol makes me get out of the van and to question me. Now at this point, I do not feel well. Oh, <laughs> I don't know which end it's going to come out of. Yeah. Uh, it may have come out of both at the same time at one point, but Ouch. it's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm the only American who I, I'm the only one who has to go into you know immigration at this point. The other guys are out at the van having a having a cigarette or whatever they're doing, just hanging out, listening to music. And I got questioned for about four hours. Oh fuck! Really? I'm just sweating. I'm asking to use the bathroom. They don't want to let me use the bathroom because they think that, you know, maybe yeah, I'm trying to get the, okay, trying to it get looks suspicious, drugs. right? Yeah, they think you're being suspicious. Trying to get rid of the drugs well, that you got shoved up your ass. But I'm just trying to tell them, listen, I ate. I had an amazing dinner, but my body could not handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after about four hours, they finally let me go. And uh, that was one of the scariest moments, uh, yeah, of, uh, of touring. You're like, listen, dudes, you can do a cavity search if you want, but I yeah. guarantee you're going to regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I emptied out. They finally let me go. and uh, So you, yeah. you heard it here first, folks. Rookie Rochelle owes the bathroom at Corktown uh, <laughs> Tavern in Detroit an apology. I remember I sent, I sent uh, one of my band members out to the van to get baby wipes at one point. Well, just as well you had them. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, Slow's Barbecue. You know that's the that's the part of town that bands love to go to when they're in Detroit. But it's also the place where you're like have the best chance of getting your equipment all stolen. Yeah, I mean that neighborhood off, is notorious for just vans with amps disappearing. So yeah, first Careful. off, I wanna, I want to say I know that wasn't the most ringing endorsement for Slow's Barbecue. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Though. You gotta well, wait. Like yeah, hour sounds to get sounds it. great. <laughs> it was delicious. And I will go back again. Uh, second of all, I remember when we got to uh, that show, they basically said, take everything out of your van that is worth anything and yeah. bring it into the venue. Um, and then the someone else came up to us and said, if you're going to go outside, don't go out alone. Holy shit. Is it that you bad? Know, I don't it, think it's... It's not that bad during the day. It's walkable. I mean, it's a walkable neighborhood. Th this was... Eight years ago, nine—I don't know how much, okay. how much things. Yeah, have, no, I still don't eight, think that eight, during the day it's not so bad. That neighborhood's coming up. Yeah, they, <laughs> they said if you're going out for a cigarette, bring someone with you. Oh, wow, yeah, good times, man. Good times. You know, it's funny because you know, as a kid, so I'm in the Grand Rapids area, which is about sure, well, a little less than three hours west of there. So kind of the nice, what we call the nice side of Michigan, honestly, by the yeah. lake, you know, by Lake Michigan and all that. And uh, when we were kids, we'd go over there to see a show, and we were just so oblivious to the danger of going to some of these horrible places. But now as an adult, I look back and go, oh, maybe I'm glad that my kids aren't really that into like the punk rock thing. Because we used to go to these venues with 200 kids and no fire escapes and BY, uh, you know, bring your own 40 ounces of Mickey's and... Yeah. Made the show more exciting, though, didn't it? I mean, it sure rather, did. Rather, well, rather than it, some, you know, we, when we've talked about this, Neil, the danger is what drew me to it. But right. as a father, I have a different perspective than I did as a. <laughs> As a son, you know. Yeah, you played in Grand Rapids maybe six, seven years ago. Okay. Where'd you play? Do you remember? It was like a, a DIY spot. Um, it was kind of just like a, a, maybe it was like an empty storefront or something like that. You just, hmm. so, 
they set up uh you know a pa a drum set and amps in the in the back and the whole place filled up with you know with people and it was actually yeah. a great show that's great so did, was, it, was it close to like a big record store do you ever do record shop do a little record shop when you're on the road yeah of course um i don't remember uh i don't remember if we went to a record store that day or not mm. Okay, but, I'm just wondering where, because there was a couple of venues and they were all kind of right in that same area, but it could have been something else too. You know, as it, as, as it is, I'm sure, where you are, when it comes to punk venues, they come and go as quick as, you know, yeah. here today, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, here in New York, uh, and Vice bought out a lot of, like, uh, independent venues. Um, you know, a magazine that claims to be music-friendly they bought out these venues and now they're just uh, vice offices instead of uh, places for really? musicians to play. Yep. That's something that's been going on here for a while now. So I could, I could go, I'll tell you what, man, I'm not going to do it, but I could easily go on a tangent about vice because I used to love their news so much. And it literally seems like it's written by blind monkeys sitting at typewriters. <laughs> now it is, they have gotten so bad. They have less credibility than Fox news at this point, I think, but that's a different story for a different day. But it, Wow. It's it is scary this venue situation now having been shut down for two months yeah, and see looking what's at probably another month. I mean, who's going to survive and who's not? I mean, I'm I'm I never realized how important these things were to me until I got taken away. My record stores, my venues, you know. I don't yeah, know. For the venues, it's really scary because I mean, even when it's okay for them to open, there's not going to be a lot of touring acts coming through. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's how they make their money. And, you know, they, they hire people, you know, bookers and promoters. You know, they're not able to do their jobs right now. And it's just going to be really tough. And, you know, record stores have it really tough. But hopefully people have been ordering online from, you know, their favorite record stores. Um, but I've, I've already seen a bunch of great venues that are just saying, like, listen, after all this, we're not reopening. And there's not, you know, nothing we can really do about it. Yeah. I, I know there's, yeah, it's funny. There's been a lot of iconic American brands have kind of said, this is it. We we can't survive this. And I mean, part of me says, well, it'll be all right. New new people always come up and, but man, I, I, I can't stand to lose some of these places. So yeah, support your venues. And, and you know, someone can sell food and there are some ways that someone could do, but just the pure venues, they have no other revenue right now. So, yeah. and you know, waitresses and it's, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it does I don't all know. the way around. And and in every state's slightly different now. So even if you were trying to put a tour together, how do you put a tour together when different states have different rules? Are they only going to allow partial capacity? Ugh, it's a nightmare. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, just I, be I, glad you got a be glad you got a day job, my friend. I know I am, but I, I just I just can't wait for the day where you know we could be on stage again and hanging out yeah. with a bunch of friends from different parts of the country or the world and. Just having a good time and playing playing music and seeing seeing the bands we love. Eating rich food and having to use the bathroom <laughs> at the customs place. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the it's just not the same having that rich meal at your house where the bathroom's only ten feet away. It just takes <laughs> some of the joy out of it, right? <laughs> some well, of the especially, if you, especially if you run out of toilet paper you can't go buy any. <laughs> well, that's true. Shit. You got those baby All right, let's, let's jam another song in here. That's enough scat talk. Yeah, well, talking about that, let's uh, let's play the uh, Young Young Rochelle song. I need my mommy to do my laundry. How's that? How was that for a segue? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Hey, Dad, you really treat me like crap. And why are you leaving the toilet seat down all the time? 
There you go. Young Rochelle's I Need My Mommy to Do My Laundry. Perfect. Oh, every every show lately, Neil, comes around to that depressing place about how much we miss going to shows. It's sort of sort of bumming me out. What are we gonna we need to we need to finish this thing up on a high note. Some kind of uh I don't know, leave people with a good taste in their mouth. Well what have you guys been the... doing? have you guys been watching like these live feeds? Are you uh you know, oh. just old shows on YouTube? Are you just uh, you know digging deeper into your own record collections? How Buy, I tell I tell you what we've been buying a lot. I, at least I have <laughs> been buying a lot of vinyl at Discogs. I've been yes. on Discogs every day, and it's yep. uh it's gotten brutal actually. Almost every day I'm like, oh yeah, I could use that. Yeah, I could get that. Sure. I remember that a few mo- a few months ago when Disney Plus came out, everybody's like, oh Disney Plus, Disney Plus. I'm like, yeah, Disney Plus is great, but have you ever heard of the thing called Discogs? Because <laughs> I literally can sit there and scroll through it on my laptop for hours and hours and. And like, oh my gosh, that Boris the Sprinkler uh, seven inch that I didn't buy for three dollars and you know nineteen ninety five. Now it's twelve dollars. But yeah, that's so. And it definitely listening listening to records, drinking. I mean, that's yep. The live stream thing has not really caught on with me. And and Neil and I have kind of discussed this. I, I, and and I, I I have watched it to a certain extent, but the 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 watching the band play is only a small part of of the experience of going to a show. Of course. Because there's the, what I would call the sort of fellowship aspect of it, which is hanging out with like-minded individuals, running into old friends, having a beer. You know, to me, at this point, I think that almost might be more important than the bands. Sure. You haven't tried to uh, stage dive off your couch yet? (laughs) No. I mean, I I might, like, fall down the basement stairs or something, but that's just because I'm old and, you know, have half a bottle of spiced rum in my belly. He's going to throw himself out of the show. (laughs) Exactly. So have you have you been have you been getting into those rookie? I mean, is that something is that something that you have been able to sink your teeth into the live streaming shows? You know what? Um, I'm not. Uh, a huge fan of like uh, just seeing like one guy with an acoustic guitar singing. Yeah. Like I appreciate it. It's great um, if that's what you're into. But you know, I I like the the song the the way it was recorded with the full band. Uh, but I have watched a couple. Uh, I saw uh, the guy from Franzel Rom do one, which was really good. I saw Chad Price um, hmm. do one. And I, I believe today um, KJ from Chicks Dig It is doing one. Hmm. Um, so I'll probably tune in for that. But for me, I've mostly just been going back to like old shows on YouTube and like watching hmm. the whole show that way and like yep. kind of pretending I'm in the crowd. Um, just just because I want the, the, the full energy of like, yeah. you know, amps going and stuff instead of just like an acoustic guitar. But. Well, I'll tell you it's, what. I'll, I'll tell you what too. There's, there's a ton of uh, documentaries I've been catching up on. Yeah, YouTube. some good docs. Yeah, yep. some good, some good music documentaries on on Amazon of all places. That seems to have the best selection of, uh, especially of punk documentaries. Um, hmm. Amazon Prime. So I've seen a ton on there uh, recently. I just saw the uh, the HR one actually. They oh, have you seen that one? Yeah, it's sad. Oh my god, it is. It's it, wow. It's funny at the beginning, and then as it goes on, it's just like. The smile leaves your face. Yeah, you're like, holy shit! What was the? Yeah, oh, jeez. 
you know, I, mean, I never, I never got, I never saw the Bad Brains. Did you ever see the Bad Brains, Neil? I did. We I, I did. I saw the, I saw them at one of the riot fests, and it wasn't, oh, it so was later. not. A, I mean, now, well, now, now, now it explains their, it, right? Now it explains it. Their live show is either is either occasionally like one in a hundred will still be brilliant, but for the most part they're not. So I sort of don't want to see them if it's not going to be good. Yeah, I got but, to see them right, uh, right before CBGB's closed. They were one of the okay. last shows. Um, okay. there and I, I got to see them, you know, that was the only time I saw them as a full band. Um, but it was just like, you know, as you know about their, their live show these days, but it was cool seeing them in that venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. but HR for some reason, I don't know what it is. Uh, like two or three times a year, he just shows up in our hometown of long beach, uh, New York. And it's, he's just playing like acoustic at one of the bars. Huh. I'd, like a text message starts circling. Oh, HR is at this bar. He's playing music. Is he wearing, so, yeah, so, is he wearing that blonde wig though? <laughs> no, <laughs> a big hat. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was quite something. I know he does like full band reggae shows too. I think. Yeah. Huh. I, I heard about that, but I, I haven't seen anything. I don't know. But yeah, we like, I've been listening to my seven inches, A through Z. Like I've been doing that. Like digging okay. through, but the problem is, everyone I listen to just makes me realize the one I don't have. It's like the, the best record is always the one you don't have yet, you know. Yeah, but then you just go right onto Discogs. And yeah, that problem. It's true because you know it's weird because we yeah we're definitely not spending as much you know incidentally on stuff as we have, so it's not really a big deal for me to order a couple records every week at the moment. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I hope we're not sitting around eventually. T- Man, what is my is my wife vacuuming or something? Holy shit! It sounds like the world's coming to an end outside my door. But anyway, um, we can't hear it. It's all good. But you know, but I just, it, I just hope that someday we're not sitting around like our, our grandkids at our feet going, "Yes, when we were young, you used to be able to go to these places where you could sit down and drink, and bands would play, and you know, it's just like a old becomes like an old folk, a folk legend, and we're like the last of the." You know, people like our our daughter's age, Neil, like they're the last people who are ever able to experience that oh, live, live music, music thing. And they're yeah, going to be like, not, huh? when they're like 102, it's going to be like, oh, let's sit around the feet of these old women and listen to when their dad used to take them to see TSOL or whatever. You know? <laughs> so I, I, I don't I don't know. It's yeah. just so, you know, if, if, there, if there was a light at the end of the tunnel, if, even if it was quite a ways off, you know, it'd be it'd be a lot easier. I think um, as soon as things open up again. People are, and, and once people feel comfortable, they're gonna get back to it, and they're gonna realize how much they they truly missed it. Um, yep. I think you know people miss it now, but when you get to that first show after all of this, you're just gonna be so relieved. And I think like the especially for like the people who maybe go to like one or two shows a year, you know, that used to go to more, and you know they kind of you know do other things now i think once they get back back into this they're, they're going to be going to shows all the time I, I just think that people are going to you know run right back to it and you know these venues that have closed down it's it's unfortunate but as you said i, I think there'll be people uh willing to step up and create more places for for artists to play and you know every band i i, I know wants to get out on the road uh as soon as they can but no one's going to put their, their crowd or themselves in danger. So we're all just waiting and then it's all going to, it's all going to hit. Every band's going to be on the road at the same time. You're going to have to decide that there'll be like 10 of your favorite bands playing between uh, Chicago and Detroit in the same night. Yeah. You're going to have well, to that, that, 
all the shows. Well, it's funny because we've done two in the spring. We were crowing. I have a, I have like a ticket envelope. I keep up my because if I can, I usually go right to the venue to buy tickets. You know, save those outrageous service fees and whatnot. But I had this fat ticket full of fat envelope full of tickets for the spring, and Neil and I were crowing about how many shows we were going to. And it really was like, oh, which ones are we going to go to? Which ones are we going to skip? This is April and May. So many bands on the road. And now every single thing's canceled, and we've both been having conversations like, I'm never skipping another show. I don't care if it's on a Tuesday night, two hours away, I'm never skipping another show. Because yeah, it really does make you appreciate it. My favorite thing to do is is write live show reviews. That's what I do. And I, I'm just like, oh, I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, you know? So, I don't know. You're not going to want to miss another one once once you're able to do it again. Exactly right. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, we tried to go out a high point there, and now we kind of sunk back down to a low point again. Dang it! Well, so well, so what have what what have you been doing to pass the time? Have you seen any good movies or been been doing stuff? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> no, not too I mean, just playing uh, your bass. Yeah, uh, as I said, a lot of old shows uh, on YouTube. Um, I must have watched. Uh, 20 descendant shows and <laughs> mostly descendants and all right now and a bunch of classic ramones shows um i'm that guy like i anytime like new footage of ramones goes up i have to you know find it and watch it immediately so i'm always uh searching for that um but yeah that that's been mostly my thing and you know obviously uh digging through my record collection ordering some some new ones trying to support artists and and record stores and record labels that way, um, but yeah, I'm staying busy. And your and your work from home is probably takes more time than it would if you were actually going to work. Oh, it takes at least twice the amount of time uh, mm. this way now. So yeah, my my days are are full, um, you know, of work. And then as soon as I I have a couple of minutes, I'm right to the right to my record player. So there you go. Nothing wrong with that. Now that's a high point. Yeah, it is. So what? Uh, what? What? Uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of songs we got left, Neil? We got one left. We got two I've left. Got what one, we got for songs? I've got one left. Uh, I well, that's, think. that's just about perfect then. I had seven. I had seven picked out. So I'm gonna go out with Numero Shells. Watch out for the skunk ape if that's cool. That yeah, sounds how about cool we to do back to back? We when we do Numero Shells, watch out for the skunk ape. Into Young Rochelle's, um Return of the Skunk Ape. Oh, dude, that's meta. I love it. Perfect. Okay, so that's what we'll do. New Rochelles and then Young Rochelles. So, um, so should we say goodbye now, or what should we do? Should we can we... come back for a minute if you want. Okay. I don't care. Right, that's, do. uh, no, that, that's, that's fine. Okay, so New Rochelles, watch out for the skunk ape. That's going to be followed by Young Rochelles, return of the skunk ape.
So there you go. You had uh, the new Rochelles and the young Rochelles there with a skunk ape uh, medley. So, did you get uh, that right? Did you get that right, rookie? Did I did. Get it right? His I've got right it in front. Right? Oh. I got it in front of me. <laughs> that's that's surprising. It's funny because Neil and I were having a private conversation. He's like, "Hey, I talked to the talked to the guy from the young Rochelles, or was it the new Rochelles?" And and we were having this. It was like a who's at first kind of a. Yeah, it really was. It totally. It was, was like a who's on first kind of conversation. I'm like, I think you got the wrong one, and I was like, I really only know the Ramones album, and is it was it was pretty humorous actually. Yeah, that's happened like uh, a couple of times when we we're on the road, and they they put on like the flyer the wrong Rochelles, and I have to contact the the venue and and let them know which one that they booked. <laughs> well, they go. Well, they're gonna get. Uh, no, do you do this? Do you do crossover though with the songs? You do, I uh, assume, right? The, I mean, you... the Young Rochelles have played uh, a couple New Rochelle songs in, in, in the past. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes if someone requests something and, you know, we'll, we'll do it um, to the best of our ability without Ronnie. Um, but the, the Young Rochelles, we were playing a bunch of these Animal Boy songs on the road as well. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Well, that seems like a good place to leave it. So, yep. hey, man, thanks thanks for coming on and talk to us, especially as, like I said, we were, we were as unprepared as we've ever been for anything. <laughs> but it was good to talk to you, and uh, we hope, hope you know, wish you guys nothing but the best, and we hope to catch up with you some point down the road. Yeah, for sure. You know, It'll be great to see you in touring. Chicago. Or, yeah, when we can actually hang out and get a drink and stuff, that would be awesome. You know, as, as, old, as the old codgers we are, it's always nice to, you know, actually – follow bands that are you know still active and, <laughs> and doing things yeah the, yeah they i mean most break of up our 30 heroes years are either ago. dead or retired so it's sure. nice to uh yeah yeah well thanks for having me on this was a lot of fun um you bet man got my mind off of everything else for for a little bit here and uh yeah i'm definitely going to take you guys up on uh on that drink next time uh, we make yeah, it out definitely so uh yeah thanks again i bet you we'll fun, each man. take a turn to buy around all yeah. right man sounds good hey Okay, be careful and we'll talk to you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stay safe. Right. Stay safe, everybody. Bye.